Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Folks, welcome to 2024 on the Doggy Pod, the podcast that you tells you all about your dogs. Uh, <laughs> tells you all about your dogs. Hmm. Well, well, you know, we have a lot of fun anyway, yeah. Stephen and I. And who knows, maybe someone out there is listening to yes, us. Yes, well, we know they are. We, we appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Dr. Rob Zamet. Uh, my name's Stephen Peters, Dr. Rob Zamet's producer, and I try to make sense of. Um, Really, Dr. Rob's one of you know one of the most well-known vets in the country, uh, but gee, sometimes he can just babble on and bang on about anything. Eh? Yeah, that's so, it. So yeah, it's my job to try and make sense of it. But um, yeah, welcome back, everybody. We've we had a little break, uh, although we didn't have that much of a break because we've finished shooting our movie that you may have uh, regular listeners will have heard about that we're doing with uh, Oggy. Uh, Dr. Rob's uh, German Shepherd, beautiful German Shepherd. We've we've finished shooting. Oh, maybe we've got two more things to do, but um, we start editing that shortly, and that'll be out, you know, later in the years. And we'll certainly let everybody well, know. Trust me, they are listening out there because I keep getting calls about it. And when's it coming out? And well, Oggy at the moment is learning to drive a car, so you'll be interested to see him driving a car. Yes, he's he's doing burnouts in a car, amongst other things <laughs> that Oggy does in this movie, which will be called. I think we can reveal what the title is. The title is. Archie AI. Now, for those doggy people that think AI stands for artificial insemination, it you're wrong. Not. It does not. No. It is actually Archie Artificial Intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah, he's a spy dog. Anyway, we can't say too much. No, no, don't give away the plot. No, no, no I certainly won't do that. Anyway, that's what we've been doing. But um, we're also, in this episode, we have to talk a little bit about something that probably not a lot of people know, 
about Dr. Rob. Oh, what's that? And that is that he has has done a bit of jail time. Oh. Uh, he has got prize, as we like to say in the uh, in the business. Uh, he's, is that right? He, well, I think you can explain in a minute, but uh, let's just say uh, Dr. Rob has been uh, behind bars more than once. But um, you can explain that, Rob, in a second, because we're going to talk about how dogs fit into that, of course. Um, or just touch on briefly at the beginning here about... Um, what you call service dogs. Sure, yeah, because do I've, I've certainly been involved with a lot of service dogs. Uh, first started oh, way back in the 70s and late a, 70s, early 80s. What's a service 80s. dog, though? What do you call well, a service dog? Well, I guess dog? any dog that is servicing humans in a more formal way. Every dog services a human somewhere. That's you know, well, their job. It's just to, to be with humans and to, to work with humans in some way. And I guess the most important job that... All dogs do is to provide company for someone, you know, to, to be with someone. And let's face it, there's a lot of lonely, lonely people out there, and I see them with their dog. And so to me, that's a service dog. But I'm talking the more formal ones, like the police dogs, for example. Right. And I worked right. with the New South Wales Police back in the late 70s and, and through the 80s and into the 90s for a while. Uh, then I've also done some work with some guide dogs and we help the Guide Dog Association of Australia. We, we are on duty after hours for them to help them out. But I've also worked directly with some of the guide dogs that are working with their handlers out in society and uh, help to retrain one as yeah, well. Yeah, as in if they're having problems... Medically, but um, at one stage I did actually help one gentleman with retraining a dog and uh, I knew we had success when he rang me up and said I was trying to get the dog to get on the train and he wouldn't budge, he kept stopping me and someone came up to me and said, oh, sir, you're trying to push in between the carriages. He would have oh. fallen down and literally, oh, you right, know, right. it would have been a dangerous situation and that's when I knew that, yep, we succeeded with that dog. <laughs> and So, yeah, I've helped with retraining of dogs and enjoyed that. Um, very much because I've been involved in training of dogs since the late 60s with my first dog and I enjoy the behavioural aspect of dogs and the behaviour and how they work with people. So as, as guide dogs, of course, they have to be a more dominant type of dog because they have to take the situation into their hands, not their, their handler's hands. You know, they, they have to tell the handler when to stop. They have to tell the handler when to walk around because there's a... a tree hanging down, tree branch hanging down, and you don't want to be walking the handler straight into that. Or a big crack in the pavement In the pavement, or yeah, like just they'll, they'll stop them and just let the handler feel their way around those sort of things. And, yeah, they're a, a very different type of behaviour of training to anything else I've ever done. Very interesting, very, very interesting. And the work that the, the guide dogs do, of course, are fantastic. And then there's a lot of therapy dogs these days. A lot of different therapy dogs, again, because people have anxiety and, and issues in our society and their dog keeps them calm and gets them through. Yeah, some people can't go to a shopping centre on their own without their dog mm, there to mm. support them. So the service dogs, there's lots and lots of them. But the, the ones that we're going to uh, get onto, the one hinting well, that yes. I was doing jail time, it was actually... Well, you were doing jail time. Well, I guess you, so. You, you were working yeah. with corrective services dogs, and but, in fact, there's there's three types of of dogs working in jails. And but so you go into jail and help train dogs. Is that right? Or? Well, no. Um, 
No, no, no. We do. I do the um, a lot of the health work for the corrective services in New South Wales. Really good people, um, right round uh, New South Wales. Well, what do you mean health work? What do you mean? Um, well, we, we look after the health of those dogs. Plus, we recently actually did gave some lectures um, on uh, a course for new handlers. So, yeah. do those dogs live at the jail? Um, no, most of them don't. There are very good air conditioned kennels at the jails, very you know, well looked after mm. at the jails, but a lot of them go home with their handlers and stay with their handlers. Uh, most recently, the one that was just retired was a beautiful Kelpie called Skip, and he had done so much with his handler. Um, this dog was really, you know, worked till, yep, that's it. It's, it was 10 years old and that was enough for him. And the, they were So what was going. he? He was a drug dog in the jail. Yeah, he? he was a drug dog, but you know, all the dogs, every single dog, because they form this... Um, relationship with their handlers and they have to, to to be a good working dog good service dog you have to have that good relationship with your handler then those dogs will also they will protect their handlers in the dangerous situation they're not trained for that at all not at all but they will just come to the fore and do that for their handlers should that be needed but there's as I said, there's three types there is the the drug dogs and so what sort of drug who, who trains them to sniff out the drugs? Oh, the handler itself. They, you know, the handler forms the bond with the dog. They mm. get they do some basic obedience things, and then they learn to sniff out the drugs. The way they do that, I mean, they have to have access to the, the various compounds that, that are required. As in um, the drugs they're supposed to be sniffing drugs, out. Is yeah. that what you're trying to say, Rob? Yeah, the <laughs> drugs, and then they will train the dog on different scents, different drugs. Um, and even explosives if they're required because you don't want guns and oh, things to get into okay. jails. So a dog can smell what uh, regarding explosives? Dis- See, we, we ha- remember on the doggy pod we've talked about the sense of smell mm. and we have like some 10,000 receptors for s- smell in our nasal area. These guys have forty to 80,000 times. You know, right. So many more receptors, forty thousand to eighty thousand. But what can they actually smell with regards anything to explosives? You want, anything you oh, want. Oh, really? Because oh. You, you, you will train them to. I mean, you have to have that explosive that you're going to train them yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and so, you basically take them near that that particular thing. They smell it. You make them sit and give them a reward. A lot of the uh, drug dogs and bomb dogs. Uh, all their whole ration is given as reward for finding things. Their whole life is finding things. So these are dogs that are very food-driven. You know, they'll do anything for food, um, but also very wanting to please their handler as well. It's, it works both ways. Mm. You know, they have to have that bond with the handler and then they have to want to, to uh, want food and they'll take them up to something, make them sit, smell it, there's your food. Sit, smell, smell it, sit, there's your food. Smell it, sit, there's your food. And that can happen yeah, quite a few times. It's not just a, a, a half-hour session and go home. This happens off and on through the day until they, you can confidently let them into a room. They'll find where you've hidden that particular object. Mm. They'll go up to it, sit, and you just go up, give them the food. Give them so the what do you, what's your involvement then? I, I don't help with the training at all. Mm. My involvement is to keep these dogs healthy. You know, if there's ever any... And these dogs are looked after so, so well, Stephen. If you know, the handler is worried, they'll come straight in and say, this is a problem with the dog. Plus, as I said, we the other area of, of um, health help that I do is 
these handlers have to know what's wrong with the dog and what's not wrong with the dog. You know, what, what do I do, especially if with the handlers that are way out in the country? You know, the, yeah, the, right. Not all the jails are around uh, my hospital. So when there's something wrong with their dog, they've got to recognise it. So they've got to do a, a, a course and pass. You know, they've got exams to pass. Um, they've got not just my part, as well as they've got a lot of other areas that they've got to pass. But in my part, they've got to know anatomy of the dog, for example. They've got to know um, what are the normal cardinal signs, the you know, heart rate and pulse yeah. rate, and how do, I, how do I find them? So what breed of dog are we talking primarily for, for the drug dogs? Oh, pretty much that's one of the areas that I've been trying to, you know, hopefully uh, we can pave the way a bit in the future. At the moment we'll take just about any dog that's a, a good retrieving dog that is happy to work with food. So they'll get various crossbreds. They've had Kelpies, they've had Labradors, they've had all sorts of different dogs that we've picked up that are just looking for good homes. You know, a dog has to be young enough to be trained, social enough to be happy with everybody um, and just wanting to please their handler. We've had a lot of crossbreds as much as we've had purebreds. Uh, not oh, okay. so much with the other part because while we have the... The sniffer dogs, which will look for drugs and look for um, explosives or anything else, believe it or not, that you can even they can be taught to pick up metal. Now, it can be a bit better metal detector than a metal detector. So they're the sort of things they look at. But you've got the other side. That's the quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drug dog, you also have the crowd control dog. Now that, cr- that sounds like the fun job for a dog. <laughs> well, it's a very dominant dog because if you, you know, we can have issues in jails and we do have issues in jails sometimes. And so the, the dogs can certainly look after their handler and also... Uh, abate a crowd and you know, get the crowd to settle down a bit because this dog is serious. Who wants to be first to take this dog on? Probably no one will, will just <laughs> calm the situation down very quickly. So would they be German Shepherds? A lot of German Shepherds have been used that way, yeah. Um, probably German Shepherds more than any other breed. They're, you could use a Doberman, you could use a Rottweiler, but more German Shepherds that are used that way. And what I'd love to see for corrective services is for the government to come in and have the breeding program for um, both a, a sniffer dogs and for crowd control dogs. 
that would be an ideal situation. So they're never looking around, almost going cap in hand sometimes to some of the other organisations to see if they've got any leftover dogs that might suit their needs. So rather than that, uh, it would be good for the correctives to... And they've got a lovely area. It's out at London areas where it's based. Which is what, out on the outskirts of Sydney? Correct. And it's a nice area with nice kennels. If they could start a breeding, their own breeding program, that would be ideal and make them totally independent uh, as far as trying to recruit dogs that will suit that need. Do you ever hear about any of these dogs being attacked by prisoners? Well, yes, it it certainly um, does happen. It's one of the things that that the... And the handlers get very worried because they love the dogs so much. You Mm, mm. um, will happen in the more aggressive inmate, of course, could, could try and do that. By the same token, they think twice because they've got then two sets of, of worries. You've got the, the person, the handler of the dog, plus the dog itself will turn around and, and uh, yeah, cause issues. So it doesn't happen that often that an inmate will try and attack a dog. I wonder if they would get interesting. I wonder if they'd get charged with canine assault because if <laughs> well, you know if they assaulted a guard, they would get extra time added to their oh yeah their the, prison the, sentence. The, the, these dogs are. I think they actually virtually become you know, equivalent to that. They're registered officers Absolutely. of the crown. Exactly right. Four-legged <laughs> officers of the crown. Exactly. <laughs> There's one other intriguing use of dogs, mm. which I'm fascinated by, and that is dogs actually working with prisoners. Correct. The prisoners actually are learning how to train dogs. But yep. Now, I'm assuming this is not, you know, murderers and rapists and serial killers and the like. Would that, Or is that no, good, it's, good it's, for look, them as well? Trying, what is a jail for? It, it is also for rehabilitating people that have made mistakes. Yeah. And... Uh, I guess it's different for you out there who have never made a mistake. <laughs> You're talking about me? or no, not you. <laughs> not you. Gosh, he's made some mistakes. And I have. I know I have. Um, but for those people that made mistakes, of course, a lot of people say, oh, no, if you can't do the, the time, don't do the crime. And, yeah, a lot of people without with low intelligence do use clichés. Um, but <laughs> we've all made mistakes. And yeah. from time to time, people have to be... I guess, rejigged and think, give them time to think. But the problem is, of course, if you put them in a jail, it can make them worse and the monotony of it can drive them mentally incapacitated or want vengeance for, them, for what they've been put through. It sounds crazy, but it's just life. Mm-hmm. So one program that has been successful all around the world, and certainly in Australia, has been giving the prisoners, some dogs to train themselves. The dogs don't stay there with the prisoner all the time, of course. They come in and out and uh, go to that particular prisoner for training. And it happened in the women's uh, prison in Brisbane. I know that. It's happened in Cooma in the prison there, where prisoners that want to, they volunteer for it, uh, can enter a program where they're given the dog to train. And these dogs are trained to become good family dogs, not trained to be aggressive, not trained as drug dogs, not for anything else but straight, happy, obedience dogs that can become good family dogs. And that's been a wonderful thing for both the dogs that are looking for homes mm. because it's a lot of the, the dogs that have you know, 
basically unwanted dogs that may be put down otherwise. All of a sudden enter this program and the prisoner enters the program and these dogs have been uh, brought round, socialised, trained, and given love by the prisoners as prisoners well. Prisoners would be lining up to do this, wouldn't they? I would have thought. I would have thought so. I don't know. If, if I was in jail, I think I'd, it's something... Oh, yeah. have, and I could get onto that program. Oh, gee. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think there's even a program on TV, something about parole dogs or something, or parole officers, I'm not sure. But the, oh, okay. but the the dogs really do relate to these people. And, yeah, let's face it, the, the prisoners are human beings that do need some care and, and someone loving them, and the dog does just that and brings them round to, to a different way of life, hopefully, later on as they leave the prison, the, the prisoners themselves. But... Uh, some of these dogs have gone on to do wonderful things, I'll tell you, and uh, great family dogs, but something else as well. Now, there is one other area in the world of law and order mm. um, where dogs are really useful, which I didn't really know about till until you mentioned it the other day, Rob. Yeah. And that, that is, uh, well, before before people end up in court, uh, sorry, before people end up in jail, they have to go to court. Yep. And believe it or not, there's dogs in courtrooms as well. Just tell me how that works. What's that well, about? Can you think of a more anxious thing than having to go and give evidence about someone that's you know, done something bad to you mm. as a victim, you've already been harangued and harassed and, and brought down and now you're anxious and worried and you have to go to court and face an attorney that's going to be hostile against you to try and defend his client because everyone in an Australian uh, courtroom has to have a defence lawyer mm. um, so it's a very nerve-wracking experience and some people are already you know, on the edge before all this occurs. One of the areas that dogs have been great in is just dogs in courts and these are dogs that are well-trained and are very social dogs that will just sit with a person and the person will calm down. You may or may well, or not sit with know... sit next in the, in the box... They're allowed to. They start off in oh. the you know, back room with the with the person. Oh yeah. Make yeah. sure the person relates to them, and they relate to the person. But they're allowed to also go into the courtroom um, if the judge allows it. Most judges will to help the person when they're giving evidence. Just have the dog there. You see, um, you you may not realise just, uh, but if you just pat a dog, it lowers your blood pressure straight away. Just patting yeah, a dog. I think all doggy pod listeners know oh, that. They do know that. And it's the same. Do. These people have their blood pressure would be through the roof. You yeah, better yeah, to yeah. give evidence. And I know I've given evidence on various things as, an, as a supposed expert witness. But yeah, straight away you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be cross-examined on all mm, this. Mm. Um, and your, your blood pressure's up. I'm sure any normal person would have an increase in blood pressure. Well, the dog will straight away calm you down and lower your blood pressure. And that takes away some of the anxiety that you will have to go through. And some of these dogs are dogs that have been trained by prisoners. <laughs> so yeah. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the prisoners you know, know that these dogs will go into... And isn't that good? You think, as a prisoner, I'm training a dog to help a victim because I've done something wrong. I've had a victim. 
It's all good uh, karma, isn't it? It is. It, it, it exactly right. It goes round, doesn't it? It mm. makes them feel, makes the prisoners feel better about what they've done. They're like not better about, gee, I'm glad I did that crime, but yeah. it gives them some solace in. I did the wrong thing, but now I'm trying to give back. And yeah. I think that's important to you know. If you have no forgiveness for these people, I'm not sure what sort of human being you are. Once again, with regards to the court dogs, is there a particular breed that works no, better than others? No, not, not at all. Um, everything has been used, you know, and, and big dogs and little dogs, depending, because some people are too scared of a big dog. But, you know, there are breeds that do lend themselves to this sort of behaviour, of course, very, very well. I'm talking golden retrievers and Labradors as big right. dogs. Cavalier King Charles as, as small dogs, pugs, of course. They just <laughs> pugs Everybody are just the clowns. Oh, who doesn't? But there can be any any breed of dog, as long as yeah, you know, cock spaniels because those beautiful eyes, uh, all those different breeds, um, little Shih Tzus that you know just friendly and love everybody and want to lick everybody. They'll get out there and and do it as well. So, uh, and that a little dog like a Shih Tzu is ideal because the people can actually sit the dog on on their lap. You know, literally a lap dog mm-hmm. that can go in with them and, and keep them calm. And uh, the victim gets a lot of of uh, confidence in being able to talk with just having the dog there with them. Alrighty, that just about wraps up this little welcome back episode starting 2024 type thing. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for listening over the break because, um, weirdly enough, we, we still managed to stay in the top ten of uh, uh, podcasts in this space uh, right through summer and um, that's because people are going back and listening to, uh, didn't realise there was quite so many episodes. I think there's 170 that's... plus episodes of the Doggy Pod just And waiting. also for those people that have recommended to other doggy folks yes. to listen in. We, you know, I often hear that. Thank you very, very much. I hear people say... I'm starting to listen to you and I just didn't know about it. So-and-so told me about it. And it. So thank you for those recommending it. Thank you for those listening. Yeah, and if you do like it, leave a review. That's really good for us. Um, but anyway, yes, thanks for listening. We're just, we're just chuffed that you're there. But we will be back um, for another episode shortly. And um, we hope you all stay safe and yeah, out and of jail. You, and if you're thinking of doing a crime, just remember who's going to look after your dog when you're not there. So don't do it. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.